0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 556.
1: Make life easier for your customers and they'll be customers for life. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get
0: in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Scott Lee. Scott, in this case, I'll say, do you have your helmet on, your riding gloves and leathers, and are you ready for a fun ride?
1: I am always ready for a fun ride. Let's go. I know
0: you are. Scott Lee is the owner of Colorado Motorcycle Adventures in Denver, Colorado. He's been riding motorcycles since the age of seven, starting with a 1972 Honda Mini Trail 50, which he still owns today. He started Colorado Motorcycle Adventures with the idea of offering superior motorcycle rentals, unparalleled tours, and most importantly, the opportunity for adventure to explore the country in a unique way that only motorcycles can provide. Scott and his team plan and execute everything for The Adventurer, making your trip fun, easy, and stress-free on or off the pavement. So Scott, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share maybe a little bit more about your business and of course your passion for motorcycles?
1: Sure, Mark. be happy to. I um, started when I was seven, riding motorcycles, my dad but bought- me that little mini trail 50 and himself a 175 honda and that's where the uh, the love and the addiction if you want to say began i've ridden pretty much my whole life took a few years off while i was in high school and college and uh once i graduated college first thing i bought was a, another motorcycle once i had a, a job my <laughs> Background is kind of uh, advertising and design, but have always had a passion for motorcycles and had a business in the back of my mind of uh, taking folks on great rides and renting bikes and providing a kind of a turnkey service. And uh, that's how I got into Colorado Motorcycle Adventures was once we moved out to Colorado and I started riding and exploring all the areas of this incredible state, I uh, told my wife that this is the time, this is the place, and we're going to do it.
0: Well, it's cool. It's cool. What I love about your story is that you had a different career path, but you chose the one that you were passionate about and created a business about it. So I love that
1: yeah well thanks
0: well you and i share something in common uh when i was quite young my dad bought my sister and i a trail 70 if you remember those with the, sure of, the cool handlebars that roll down and we used to take those camping with us and down to mexico baja california and my sister and i would ride all day up and down the beach and ah so much fun and i rode bikes later in high school with a good friend of mine bobby off-road bikes and motocross type bikes and of course road bikes i had for as wa- for a while as well so uh i share the passion that's for sure so it's Scott, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning or the motorcycle tires turning here on Cars Yeah? So, Scott, twist your wrist.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, that's a great question. I always remember my dad telling me, uh, you know, the golden rule, the golden rule, the golden rule, which I'm sure many of your folks have referenced to treat people like you'd want to be treated. But it's always worked well. And I always try to take it a step further, especially when we got into this business. Was you know treat treat everybody like you'd want to be treated, mm-hmm. but also exceed their expectations. Mm. So when they're coming in, you know, expecting certain things, if we can go above and beyond that, it does uh, a lot of great things, and it will keep them coming back again and again and again as customers.
0: Yeah, give me a couple examples of how you incorporate that great rule, the golden rule. My parents taught that to me as well, uh, almost a, in business in under promise, over deliver type attitude you have with your business, but maybe give us a few ideas of how that incorporates into what you do with your motorcycle tours.
1: Sure, a quick example, really on the rental side, not necessarily the tour side, but you know we can't control how people ride the motorcycle when they rent them, but we try to and we try to book rentals back to back. So there are certain times that somebody will wreck a bike, it comes back in and can't go back out the next day with a customer. Mm. So that's never a fun call to have to call the customer and tell him that the bike he's supposed to ride tomorrow was wrecked today and we have to cancel the rental, especially if he's coming in from out of town. Right. So one thing we've tried to do is replace that bike with a better bike or a bigger, more expensive bike out of our fleet at no extra cost to him. So then when we make that call and say, hey, your bike is not operable, but we've got a better one for you, that usually exceeds anything they were expecting to come after that. But and then we've got a customer for life. So that's just one example of how we try to treat people well and better than they assume we will
0: well it's a great way to treat people it's like when you get to a hotel and your room isn't available but they upgrade you or on an airplane up to first class or car rental hey guess what you rent an economy we're going to give you a luxury car Uh, so few companies and businesses do that but it's such a simple way to make a lasting impression on people and if you do it with every aspect of business my gosh you're just jumps ahead of the competition. So I love to hear that you do that. Plus, I would imagine somebody saying, oh, the guy wrecked my bike and maybe I shouldn't be doing this. So (laughs) yeah, better to just give him the upgrade for sure. Well, let's go back in time. You shared a story how Your dad bought you that little Trail 50 and the fact that you still have it. I'm very jealous. I wish I still had (laughs) Our trail 70s. But would you share a story that instigated your passion for motorcycles and maybe even cars, too? But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a motorcycle guy?
1: Back then, when it happened, I don't know that I realized really what was going on at the time. But now, you know, I look back and I realize, well, that, you know, that time of my life and those circumstances are probably what cemented this for me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I remember vividly my dad and and I taking our bikes out and going for a ride. And my dad's bike was, a, it was a street bike, but my little bike was a trail bike. And that's what I loved riding was the little trails. And I remember my dad manhandling this beast of a bike on dirt trails through the woods, just so I could ride what I wanted to ride and yeah. do what I wanted to do. And he was, you know, sacrificing to be with me. And those were quality times that my dad and I spent together, you know, as a father and son. And I think You know, the emotional memories that go along with those are connected to motorcycles for me. So now that I look back, it's very clear that those times are probably what cemented motorcycles for me because they make me think of my father and those great times that he and I spent together.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are just wonderful memories. I've taken my son with me to so many car shows. I used to race vintage cars. He would go to my races, be my pit crew and so forth. And he's told me today, he just recently graduated from college and starts his new job this week. He's telling me, you know, all those times that we went and did that, there were all sorts of elements to that that just helped me grow up, helped me do things that I do today, how to talk to people, how to behave, how to do certain things. So those kind of memories are fantastic. So you're a very fortunate guy for sure that your dad took that, that street bike on the trails, I can only imagine, <laughs> as he was struggling. He wish he had a... A GS BMW, I'm sure, (laughs) instead. Well, you know,
1: he did it because he loved me, and, you know, that's what I felt. So it was a great memory. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the roads you've ridden down and get into the dirt, get on the beach, wherever you're riding, through the mountains, the hills, and so forth. But talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. The really important part of this, though, has to do with how you got through it, how you got over it, and what did you learn from it? So take us to that really tough time. Tell us what happened, and then tell us how you moved out of that.
1: Well, it's a great question. You know, I don't know that I can pinpoint a huge monumental challenge or struggle that I had. I can tell you that One of the things we do here that continually puts us in challenging situations Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest thing that came to my mind when you asked that question is, we always, and I tell my guys that work here with me, always tell the customer yes, and then go figure out how to do it. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear no, or we don't do that, or that's not our policy, or that doesn't fall in line with the way we operate. Nobody likes to hear that. They like to hear yes. So I tell my guys, just tell them yes, and then let's go figure out how to do it. So- that operational philosophy that we have here puts us in challenging situations all the time.
0: I can because we, yeah.
1: Yeah, we do say yes. You know, we're in the business of taking care of our customers and making their life easier. So to do that, we just we say yes and we figure out how to meet the needs that they have and that creates lots of challenging situations.
0: Well, it, let's let's go somewhere with this and maybe express uh, what's a great example of a really tough question that you guys had to say yes to that you ended up figuring out how to provide that service or that experience for a for customer?
1: Well, you're one in this business. I remember I had a uh, customer from Portugal who owned a tour company in Portugal. He did Basically, what we do here, he does in Portugal. And he wanted to bring a bunch of his customers over here and do a Colorado tour. Well, it was year one for us, so we didn't have all the infrastructure and vans and trailers and support vehicles that we have now. We were just starting out. But it was going to be a huge business deal for us to bring 10 customers from Portugal over and let them do a tour in Colorado using all of our equipment. Oh, yeah. So he was asking for a support vehicle and a trailer, and 12 bikes, and at that time, we had none of that. We had six bikes, no trailer, no support vehicle, but I said, sure, no problem, we can take care of that for you. <laughs>
0: hey, oops.
1: Yeah, so that began the nice journey of trying to find six or seven bikes, and a support vehicle that we could use, or let them use, and so it was a, it was a time of creative problem solving, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> I can only <laughs> imagine Get on the phone, start calling, we need to trailer. Right. Like, yeah, but but it sounds like you figured out how to do it.
1: We did. We made it happen. They had a great time, a great tour, actually uh, booked to come back the very next year. And so it turned out to be a great thing. But it was, it was quite stressful there for a few months.
0: Yeah, yeah. But a great lesson and a great takeaway that when you push yourself to those extremes, they can lead to better things, learning experiences, of course. And in this case, repeat business.
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum, maybe downshift and flip the throttle a little bit. And I'd love for you to share a story when you had one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's the time when those headlights come on and illuminate your way down a path for a new direction that you want to go. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success.
1: Well, it's uh, it's really the story of the start of Colorado Motorcycle Adventures. I my background is in graphic design and advertising and and was doing that. I had a I owned a design agency at the time. And when we moved out to Colorado, I you know started riding and exploring all the incredible areas of Colorado. And I kept having friends who I had known and lived with in other parts of the country call me and say, "Hey, I want to come to Colorado and ride. Will you take me for a ride?" And so, you know, I'd say, "Sure, of course. Come on out." And they'd come out and I'd take them for a ride and that was happening all the time, and then I started having their friends and friends of their friends call, who I didn't even know, <laughs> and tell me, hey, I'm friends with such and such, who's friends with such and such, who your, was your buddy in Nashville, I want to come, would you take me for a ride? And so it finally clicked, and I told my wife, that there's a business here, Like there is a demand for people who want to ride and explore and have motorcycle adventures in the mountains of Colorado, and this is where where a business like this could really happen. Yeah. And that's the aha moment for me was where Colorado Motorcycle Ventures actually b- became a company.
0: That must have been extremely exciting because being able to figure out how to take your passion and create a vocation around it, oh my gosh, nothing could be better than that, right?
1: It was. It was, it was quite fun and scary all at the same time. Of course, time, of course, yeah. But very
0: rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had several people on the show here who, uh, run motorcycle tours that um, were in similar situations, had different businesses, and then this evolved into something they were passionate about in different places around the, the country. So uh, fantastic. I'm so happy that you had that aha moment. You married the right woman, too, the fact that she was able to say, you know what, go for it.
1: Yeah, in more than one way, I married the right woman, believe yeah. <laughs> There you go.
0: There you go. Well, let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out that you'd share with us?
1: Yeah, probably um, last summer. You know, we've been working at this uh, for a couple, several years now and and really tried to create a business with superior customer service and and known for having great bikes and great service and really taking care of customers. And we got an invitation from BMW Motorrad to come over to Germany, to their headquarters, to go through a, a very specialized certification process to become, first, the BMW Motorrad official partner, but also a uh, tour guide uh, academy certification companies. Mm-hmm. So, we did that last summer. I went over to Munich and it was a 2-week process and a very intensive 2 weeks over there with BMW. But uh, at the end we passed. They invited us to be a partner and we are actually the only touring company in the United States that has the BMW International Tour Guide Academy certification.
0: Wow, congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you. We're very proud of it and excited that they saw the value and the quality in which we operate and and, uh, rewarded
0: us with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure their specifications requirements are very strict, being a German company and BMW. They make such great off-road bikes, on-road bikes too, of course, the GS version of the bikes. I would assume you have those available for your guests. Yeah,
1: we should do lots of them. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'll
0: bet, I'll bet. They're awesome bikes. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. I'd love to go back in time and talk about your first really special, and let's say motorcycle or car. You can pick which which it is. Usually here on Cars, yeah, we're talking about cars, but since we're talking bikes, we can talk about bikes. I know you mentioned that Trail 50, but is there another vehicle in your past that when you got it was the first one in your life, you went, man, I finally got this thing. It's so cool.
1: Well, obviously the Mini Trail 50 is special to me as my first bike, and, and there's so many good memories I have as a ch- child on that bike, and I do still have it, so it's a great it's a great piece here. <laughs> yeah. um, probably the first bike after that, aside from that one, that I got that was really cool to me was a BMW K 1200 RS. Nice. It was, you know, I'd always looked up to BMWs as the epitome of motorcycle technology and innovation and just that's it when you've reached a bmw bike you've kind of done it mm-hmm. and that was my first one and man what a great bike that was and just absolutely adored that thing and probably washed it every other day and <laughs> you know babied it as as much as possible so yeah that would probably be a special one to me, aside from the Mini
0: Trail 50. Ah, uh, they're nice. I've never owned one, but I've ridden one. There was a BMW motorcycle dealership near where my old office was, and they would let you ride their bikes all the time. And, uh, oh, my gosh, what a wonderful touring bike. Just Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, how about a bike that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is, is there one that comes to mind?
1: Well, I would have said the Mini Trail 50, but I bought it back. So I got that one back. Oh, you
0: did let it go, but you got it back. <laughs> Lucky you.
1: Yeah. my um, When I outgrew it, my dad sold it to my cousin who was real young at the time and he got rid of his bike. And so he sold that one. And then when I got in college, I asked my dad if my cousin still had it. Cause I really, really wanted that bike back. Yeah, You know, when he got rid of it, I didn't, I didn't really care. I just wanted a bigger bike, but I was starting to you know, feel a little more sentimental about it. And we were able to track it down and buy it back from my cousin who just it was collecting cobwebs in the corner of a barn. Yeah. So I, I actually did get it back.
0: Well, lucky guy. Like I said, I don't even remember when my parents sold off our Trail 70s, but all of a sudden one day they were gone. I'm like, hey, what happened? And yeah, uh, yeah right. later, years later when I was racing vintage cars, I thought, man, that would make a great pit bike for cruising around a track or, you know, back and forth to where the car was. But uh, never to have one again, but – you never know. Maybe someday I'm, I might find one of those. Now they've become kind of collectibles.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. My One of the guys that works with us here in the office has, uh, I don't remember what year it is, but he has the Trail 70, and it's up in the front lobby of our shop. <laughs> now it's a little blue one, yep. and my little mini trail is in the back part of our shop. And it's a little red one. So uh, we've got yeah. a Honda
0: collection. I think you do. Well, if I remember right, I think we had a red one and a gold one. So remember mm. those two colors. My sister's was gold. So very fun. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on today, the future. Could you share a little bit more about what you do, what your business does for people, all the different services you provide, what we could expect if we looked into your business and wanted to come out to Colorado and ride bikes?
1: Sure. Well, we're always trying to think about how how we can provide a full service to our customers that makes their life easier and allows them to have a great motorcycle adventure as stress-free and easy as possible. So we're evaluating um, what other services can we provide. Uh, We've started a, a, a storage program and a pickup program where we actually will bring a bike to you at the airport when you fly in and check you out and get you on the road in less than 10 minutes. Wow. And then store your luggage while you're gone, and we'll meet you at the airport when you come back, and you can pack back up your luggage and hit a plane. So we, we've we started that program. We've got lots of customers who have second homes out here in, in Colorado, and we keep their bikes for them here, keep them tuned up, and then when they fly in to ride or stay at their summer home, we actually bring the bike to them at the airport, and they hop on and head out to their house. So uh, customer service things are always what we're trying to fine-tune and offer more programs that make riding and adventures easier for folks who don't live here.
0: Absolutely. And what about some of the tours that I could expect to experience if I uh, called you up and said, hey, I want to do some rides? What are some different options and different things that you offer?
1: Yeah, we do a lot of uh, adventure tours on the adventure bikes in the backcountry. And those seem to be really popular because they are it's not something that just any Joe could put together easily. Uh, when you ride off-road, there's, you know, mechanical breakdowns that happen. And, you know, we've got a big support vehicle with tools and parts and supplies and a medic and a mechanic and all that goes along with us. So it's, an, it's a very easy way for a customer to experience a great backcountry tour. Our street tours, we're trying to concept out our street tours where there's a, a theme for the week that we kind of – design the tour around or the experience around and that's kind of fun rather than just saying hey we're going to ride four mountain passes you know anybody can kind of put that together but we do a themed deal where we put special events together throughout a week ride and allows customer to have kind of a great experience on a motorcycle
0: awesome sounds like great fun now here's a very introspective question for you scott if you were a motorcycle what kind of bike would you be and why
1: oh that's a great question uh I think I would probably be a, some type of dual sport, GS, something, rare. I think I'm kind of an odd bird in that I have lots of interest. I'm not just a street bike or just a dirt bike. I'm mm-hmm. a, a designer. I'm a motorcycle rider. I'm a musician. I mean, I play a lot of hats. In yeah. life, and so I think I would be a motorcycle that could do lots of different things.
0: Hmm, interesting. So, GS would make that would make sense because they can be ridden the street or trail, but maybe some kind of custom version of that bike.
1: Hmm, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Scott, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal or twist the wrist in the case of what you're doing, let's say thank you to today's Cars, yeah, sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Scott, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick twists of the throttle as answers. So you ready? I'm ready. What's the best motorcycle advice you've ever received?
1: Well, I think the best advice around what we do here is uh, you know, do what you're good at and what your sweet spot is and don't try to do so many things that you get dissolved down to not be very good at, at many of them. Mm. So we try to focus on the motorcycle things that we're good at and we have a passion for and let the other things just go.
0: Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years?
1: Yeah, you know, I think my time working in ad agencies and working with client relationships has kind of taught me... The skill of, of being able to communicate and get along with all kinds of people and all kinds of personalities, mm. and I think that skill has really helped in this business because we our customers are very broad they 're not just one type of person right, and so we're able to i'm able to kind of get along and communicate and work with all kinds of people
0: you know in our pre show chat, I mentioned to Scott that I worked in the creative field, graphic design, advertising marketing for a long time, and you 're right, you have to learn how to communicate. With all sorts of different kind of people and, and be a great listener, of course, to try to understand what it is that your client wants, your customer wants, so that you can provide that to them. So great skill set. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of them out there, but is there one in particular you think the Car Show listeners would really enjoy?
1: Well, you know, if you're interested in uh, the motorcycle, kind of adventure motorcycle world, there's a great nonprofit organization that's been uh, really churning for the past several years called Backcountry Discovery Routes. And their uh, role and job is to kind of promote adventure motorcycling. They create these incredible rides, and they give away the Jeep tracks for free mm-hmm. that will go from one end of the state to the other, all backcountry riding designed for the larger adventure bikes. Wow! They've got partnerships in all kinds of motorcycle industry organizations, and, of course, they're a huge partner of ours, and we work closely with them. But they're a phenomenal organization that really puts a lot of value out there for free to guys that are interested, and girls, women that are interested in uh, adventure motorcycling.
0: Very cool. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy reading as well?
1: Well, my focus recently has kind of been on the business side of things, of you know, growing the business and making it more effective. So you know, I found the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. Oh, gosh, that yeah. <laughs> it, it's a business book, but, man, it's phenomenal, and, and it relates – to all kinds of industries, it's not just motorcycle industry. Yep. That book is on a top 10 for me easily.
0: Yeah, good to Greats an awesome book. I bought that book for both of my kids when they went off to college to read, and I've gone back and read it many times. Uh, fantastic book. Another one that you may enjoy being a business owner is The E-Myth. Are you familiar with that book by Michael yep. Gerber?
1: Yeah. I've read that book as well, just last year. Yep,
0: another great book for business owners. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Scott has shared at com slash Scott Lee. And there's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where Good to Great and Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, and all the other past 557 plus guests are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. I was trying to think of a Appropriate option for the word doozy when it comes to bikes, but I couldn't quite come up with one. But if you could have only one collector car or collector motorcycle, I'll give you both options here in your garage, but it's not something you can get from me and then sell and buy a bunch of other toys with. But money's no
1: object. I'll buy you whatever you'd like.
0: What would that one vehicle be and why?
1: Well, hands down, it it probably would be Steve McQueen's old Husky 400 Cross that uh, was in the movie On Any Sunday. That movie hit me right at the time when I was very interested in this, and, of course, I watched it about a million times. So that bike would be an incredible thing to own and have in my garage, and it would never be sold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had Steve's son, Chad, here on Cars, yeah a while back and uh hmm, maybe i could call him and see if he knows where that bike still <laughs> resides i'm guessing whoever owns it's probably hanging on pretty pretty tight but there's probably another one out there we could find for you that's like that but yeah having steve's bike that would be pretty darn special yeah what a great movie what a great memory well scott yeah. you taking me on an awesome ride today i knew you would that's what you do for a living and i'm <laughs> really enjoyed your stories and i want to thank you for sharing your journey with the car shout listeners could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off over the hill on that husky 400 cross that Steve McQueen used to ride?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, something I mentioned earlier is something we kind of live by around here. The big general rule is make life easier for your customers, and they'll be customers for life. So that's probably the bit of advice I would give to folks turning passions into a business.
0: Absolutely. It's great. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your company so that they can give you a call and come out there to Colorado and have a fun ride?
1: Sure. All of our information is on our website, Colorado Motorcycle Adventures, plural, dot com. We've got all of our tours, rental bikes, all the services and everything we provide there. Our phone number is 720-505-2030. We'd love to. Make new friends and take new ones on rides out here.
0: Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Scott has shared on his very own show notes page at CarsYet.com.
1: Just type Scott
0: in the search bar and that page will pop up with links to his website. It's a great website. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of eye candy there. You're really going to enjoy it. I would encourage you to check it out if you want to go and have some fun on a motorcycle. Sounds like a great adventure. Well, Scott, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Great. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up!